Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know that we have been learning about the judges. Can you list the three judges we learned about in the last three episodes? Do you remember last week's judge? He had long hair and he had super strength given to him by God. Who was it? If you said Samson, you are correct. Do you remember the name of the female judge that God used to help deliver Israel? If you said Deborah, then you are correct. And there was one other judge we learned about. Can you remember his name? He had an army of only 300 men who helped him fight against the Midianites. Did you say Gideon? If you did, then you are correct. We've been learning a lot about the Israelites and their need for God to send them judges to save them. They kept falling into sin over and over and over again. You might think, was there anyone left in Israel who did not worship false gods? In today's story, I'm happy to tell you that there was a family who served God and loved Him with all their heart during this period of time. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. Do you know what a famine is? A famine is when there is no food to eat in the land because there is not enough rain to grow the crops. Famines are very serious. During a famine, a family could starve to death. During this famine, A man by the name of Elimelech and his wife Naomi and their two sons decided to leave their hometown of Bethlehem and go live in another country outside of Israel called Moab. Now something very sad happened while they were living in Moab. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly how, but sadly Naomi's husband Elimelech died and she was left with just her two sons, Milan and Kilion. Naomi's two sons fell in love while they were living in Moab, and they married girls who were from Moab. They were called Moabites, and their names were Orpah and Ruth. Can you say Orpah? Can you say Ruth? And after Naomi and her sons and their wives had lived in the land of Moab for about 10 years, sadly, both Milan and Kilion also died. And Naomi now was left without her two sons and without her husband. In those days, this was a very hopeless and scary situation for a woman to be in. Women in those days did not work to make a living They could only rely on their husbands to work and take care of them. Without a husband or sons, Naomi and her daughters faced a life of poverty and possibly starvation. Now, while Naomi was still living in the land of Moab with her two daughter-in-laws, 
she heard word that the Lord had come to help his people, the Israelites, by providing food for them. The famine was over. So Naomi and her daughters prepared to return back to her homeland in Israel in the city of Bethlehem. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the promised land. Then suddenly, Naomi had a thought. She turned to her two daughters-in-law and said, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your late husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept and cried aloud. The girl said, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, No, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? I am too old to have more sons who could become your husbands. Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband now and gave birth to two more sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. Poor Naomi. She felt like God had abandoned her. Her husband and both her sons had died, and now she was about to leave behind the daughters-in-law that she had come to love as her own. She felt alone and hopeless. Have you ever felt like God was far away from you? Have you ever had a bad day where it seemed like everything went wrong? Well, for Naomi, she felt like God was too far away to hear her. The girls wept and cried and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth? Ruth would not let Naomi go. She clung tight to her. Look, Naomi said, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth said, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. And then Ruth said one of the most remarkable things. She said to Naomi, Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. Did you hear that? Ruth had come from a foreign land. She was not an Israelite. She had not been raised to worship the one true and living God. I even bet that Ruth's family had idols in their home that they worshipped. But when Ruth met Naomi and her family... She was introduced to Yahweh, the God of the Israelites, the God who had rescued them from Egypt and brought them into the promised land. Something about the one true God had changed Ruth's heart, and she never wanted to leave Naomi. She never wanted to go back to the land of false gods. She wanted to stay and continue worshiping the one true God. Do you know who Ruth reminds me of? Ruth reminds me of Rahab. Do you remember the story about Rahab? Rahab was not an Israelite either, 
but she lived in the city of Jericho, and she had heard about the Israelites' God. She too made a declaration that Yahweh was the one true and living God. And do you remember what happened to her? She was saved the day the walls of Jericho came down. Ruth and Rahab were not Israelites, but they chose to believe in the God of the Israelites. When Naomi realized that Ruth was not going to turn back and go back to Moab with all of its false gods, Naomi stopped urging her and let her come to Bethlehem with her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi who left us so many years ago? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty Lord has made my life very bitter. You see, the word Mara means bitter. Bitter is the opposite of sweet. If something is bitter, it does not taste good. Naomi was still sad and still grieving and felt that her life had become bitter. She said, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune on me. Poor, poor Naomi. She was feeling very, very sorry for herself. Have you ever felt sorry for yourself? Have you ever thrown a pity party for yourself when things didn't go the way that you had planned? Naomi returned from Moab with Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, and they arrived in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side who still lived in Bethlehem. His name was Boaz. Can you say Boaz? Boaz owned a field of grain. Every year he would harvest the grain. One day Ruth said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I might find favor. You see, in those days there was a law in Israel that God had commanded the Israelites to permit the poor and needy to gather the grain that was left over in the fields after the harvest. This was a kindness that God had placed within the law to help take care of the poor and the widows who had no one to take care of them. This was a way to make sure they had food to eat. So Naomi said to Ruth, Go ahead, my daughter. So Ruth went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. And do you know whose field, out of all the fields in Bethlehem, Ruth ended up gathering leftover grain from? Wouldn't you know, it turned out, she found herself working in the very field that belonged to Boaz. As Ruth was picking up the leftover pieces of grain from the field, Boaz arrived and greeted the harvesters. He said, The Lord be with you. And they called back, The Lord bless you. Boaz asked the foreman of his harvesters, Whose young woman is that? The foreman replied, She is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and has worked steadily from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field 
and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I have told the men not to touch you, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She exclaimed, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have given me comfort and have spoken kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servant girls. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread, and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grains. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Even if she gathers among the sheaves, don't embarrass her. Rather, pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up, and don't rebuke her. Wow, did you hear that, truth seekers? Boaz told his men to leave extra grain on the ground on purpose, so that Ruth would have plenty of grain to pick up and take home for her and Naomi to eat. Boaz was making sure Ruth and Naomi were taken care of. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. An ephah is a biblical measurement. In today's measurement, an ephah would be about six gallons. That would be the same amount as if your mom brought home six large gallons of milk. She carried it back to town, and Naomi saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over from lunch after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work and receive so much grain? Blessed is the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. Oh my, the Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. That man is our close relative. He is our kinsman redeemer. He is going to save us. Dear True Seekers, what a happy day for Naomi. She had almost given up hope and called herself bitter because of what had happened to her. But the truth is, God had not forgotten her. He had not forgotten Ruth. God knew Boaz was in Bethlehem, and it was no accident that Ruth ended up picking the leftover grain from his field. You see, God never forgets us. We may think he has. We may look around us and see bad things happening and think God has left us or wonder if God was ever there to begin with. But take courage, friends. If we learn anything from this story, it's that God 
always is working things together for good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose. The best part of this story hasn't even happened yet. There's still more to come, friends. You will just have to listen to next week's episode as we continue the story of Ruth and Boaz. What do you think will happen with Ruth and Boaz? You'll just have to wait to find out. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Ruth chapters 1 and 2. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Father, we thank you so much that you are faithful. You are always faithful. Even when things seem bitter and we are tempted to cry out in pain like Naomi, help us to trust you. Help us to always trust you. You will never leave us or forsake us. You will always take care of us and provide for us as we trust in you. Please take all of the broken places in our lives and make them new. Please take all the crooked paths and make them straight. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I want to thank those of you who have left such kind reviews on the podcast. I want to thank the professing pilgrim. She said that she and her seven-year-old always get excited when a new episode comes out. I'd also like to thank the Madsen family. They said they listen to it at the table when they are having breakfast. Thank you also to Rain Spade. She said that she and her son listen to the podcast on their way to school in the morning. Thank you so much for your reviews. I love hearing from you. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review, I would be so grateful. It helps the podcast to be found by others who need to hear the good news of the gospel and about God's love for them. Thanks for listening today, Truth Seekers, and I'll talk to you next week.